Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Good day, everyone. Good day. Good morning. Welcome to Fundamentally Drained. <laughs> on the tee box, we have TD Touchdown Tom Dahlman. On deck, we have Justin Dixon. And in the hole, we have Everett Lees. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's golf terminology. Oh, see, oh, oh yeah. I see. Well played, Sorry, man. Sorry, sorry for stealing your thunder right as we begin here. Have you morning. ever been a starter? Uh, I have been a starter one time for a small tournament. Really? But, did yeah, you get on the of... Did you get on the mic and DJ it and be like stepping up to the tee box? <laughs> no, no, they were smart enough to not give me a microphone. <laughs> nice. Unlike you guys, <laughs> your very own microphone. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I am I am planning to do that in my retirement though. Oh, are you now? Nice. Yeah. And and You're are the you, old guy with the microphone? Are you going to trade out free golf? <laughs> that's Heck what yeah. That's what that's the uh that's a retirement plan actually. You yeah, go work at a you go work at a pro shop for free golf. That's uh <laughs> that's why you do it. In my former golf software life, that's that's what uh every all the pro shop workers did. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, enough about that. So um, today we are going to talk about being saved, or the word saved. So um, we are going to uh, dig into a little bit. Let's just start off the bat and talk about what that means. Um, and and I want to think about. Um, I want to go back. I want to take it way back and talk about what we felt like being saved um, years ago. Maybe when we were. Uh, saved, if you will, um, as a child, as a teen, whenever that was, or something like that. What what did that mean back then, or what is the ideology behind that? Uh, Tom, what what was your what was your thoughts on being saved back in in your former church? Well, you have to. I was fourteen years old. I had a youth minister, or I had a teacher who was an elder in our church who had been asking me many Wednesday nights after class when I was going to be baptized. Mm, positive and, peer pressure. <laughs> yeah, and he is an awesome guy, and I really liked him. His name was Al Eagles, and it was at a church in Tulsa. And anyway, Al, Hi, Al. I, I thought <laughs> the next time he asked me, I'm going to say yes. And <laughs> the next Wednesday night, he asked me, and I said, how about right now? And so we went down to the baptistry and i was baptized what so, yeah right there mm-hmm whoa yeah yeah we didn't we didn't wait there's some water there what is to stop me from being yeah. baptized ah yeah. nice yes there yeah. is yes. water philip there oh nice okay or well the unit anyway um wow okay so you just like and and did he baptize you this teacher? Yeah, yeah so, he was an elder. Oh, church, right, but, elder. Okay, okay, but, okay. But anyone, yeah, anyone could have done it. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. E, what about you, buddy? Well, uh, so I was um, uh, I was baptized at eight at the Presbyterian church that we attended. 
um, my grandfather was Jewish, and so I was not baptized until he died, and I think that was sort of out of respect uh, to him. Um, but I don't know that I could ever point to a particular moment in which I would say you know, I was I was saved. Like I didn't have that sort of like conversion or that moment right. Um, right. that a lot of people you know can kind of point to, like that time when they made their decision for Christ. And um, I don't I don't think I can point to one event. You know, so here's the thing I wrote down and noticed already is in my mind too, uh, you two have done it. We've associated it with baptism already, and I'm ready to tell my baptism story. <laughs> so, as opposed to going, well, I was saved when, it, you know, insert here, we've all gone mentally to a baptism. So, um, what <laughs> what does that tell us? That baptism to us is a symbol, right? Um, uh, of of saving in 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 a former life if you will um back then is that do you agree with that or is it do you think differently about that i don't think it's a symbol no i mean i think that what the church i grew up in without using these words really had a sacramental understanding of baptism right yes so whereas like in another church that would be you might say the sinner's prayer to get saved, and then right. you're baptized to show your faith. Right. For example, that's Baptist doctrine. Where I came from, they believed in baptismal regeneration, um, which I would not... I basically, I get... I mean, there's a, a lot of similarities between a sacramental view of baptism and baptismal regeneration. But... um. So for me, that was the moment where I they said, do you believe Jesus Christ, the Son of God? Yes. On that confession, baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, so you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit baptized, you know? Right, right. So that was like the decision. To, it's all it's all one moment in right. that church. But in your church, it's different, where you came from. Tell me about my church, Tom. <laughs> you're, you're spatting off more doctrine <laughs> than I know. I'm just... I'm just guessing. I'm so, just guessing. So let me let me throw this word out there. Does anyone know age of accountability? Does that yes. does that okay. Okay. Age, the age where you know right from wrong, right? That's it, yes. So um I would say I was I you know, I, I hate to say this, but I don't know when my um uh, <laughs> baptism was exactly. I'm sure my mother does, and I should call should have called her an aster, but um, it was somewhere um, between six and eight, I would say. Um, I remember it. I just really don't remember the age, and um, it was something to where um, I find it interesting, Tom, in your story that someone is talking to you and asking you, "When are you going to do this? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do this?" For us. I feel like we were taught that at some point the age of accountability is going to come. Um, and basically the, I, the understanding of that was that you are accountable for your sins, more or less. At some point, you can no longer claim, uh, <laughs> what, infancy? Um, and that you, whatever you do, you're responsible for. It's just not you being immature. And so at the ripe old age of six or eight, I made this eternal decision, you know, um, and, and, 
I think there's an understanding there of what you're going into, um, especially, I mean, they were preparing us for this and, and teaching us what it meant. So um, while I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of it, I think it's an interesting thing that we do at that age um, from an understanding of something that's going to carry on throughout our life. So um, yeah, I did the same kind of thing. And, and then I went and was baptized. And then then it was on me. That was me saying, I'm accountable now. It's on me for anything I do. I need to ask forgiveness for my sins or you know what. So it's the uh, turn or burn into those things, which I always go into pretty much every podcast because that's where it always ended up at. So you were you were free will Baptist, right? Yes. Okay. So that's the difference. Um, you believe you have to repent. So, you know, other Baptists would, like Southern, don't they say, if you're you're once saved, always saved? Right. And that's the big difference between you guys? Okay. I think that's the case. Um, and um, so, but it's just, it, it, it's a, up until a point to when um, you, like, deny Jesus. Um, so saved up until unless you ever turn away or are, uh, I don't know if that means what backsliding means or something like that. I, I'd have to look into more of what backsliding means, but basically that's what it is. So um, we just accepted Jesus and this is the term, this is the words I remember into our heart and we were, you know, going to live for him from that point forward. And that's what the idea was. And, and so we did baptism to wash ourselves clean, white as snow. Um, and come out on the other side a Christian, and then everything's going to be exactly perfect from that point forward, and we're never going to sin again <laughs> or else. Nice. You know? So, yeah, sorry, I just kicked my table. Um, so what is that? Um, what's the what's the idea? What What is still out there? I mean, is that still the idea out there you all feel in our culture today in many ways? Everett? Thoughts? Say that again. Is that in our still culture? Yeah. Well, in our yes, in our Oklahoma culture, <laughs> you know, in the in doctrines out there right now, um, do you feel like that's still the same thing? The th- things we described, you feel like that's still the belief out there, and how how being saved is, and what it means, and things like that. What do you think about um, in the current? other areas um around us what do you think the ideas we had a we had a youth from uh from our church and he had gone to um um summer camp evangelical summer camp and he came back and he goes hey guess what um i got saved last week and i said oh really you know tell me about that he's like well you know I, i i said this prayer and i accepted jesus as my savior and now you know, I mean, so for whatever happened at that event, I mean, this was obviously somewhat meaningful for, for him. Um, and so I wasn't going to sit there and rain on his parade, but I'm like, well, shoot, you already, you know, you know, you've been doing that your entire life. Um, right. And, and so I, I think, I think culturally, when we talk about it, we talk about this, this moment in which we made the decision for Christ, um, which is the primary image. Um, for those who are born into a sacramental tradition, we don't always have like that single um, moment. Um, I think, and, and the other part of it is, is I think that it drives um, 
conversion to sort of an emotional response. And, mm. and, um, I'm not, I'm not saying this is true in every, um, evangelical sort of tradition, but they, they, there's definitely sort of a science behind how do we, how do we get people to have an emotional response to turn their life to, to Jesus. And so through the use of lighting and, and <laughs> almost, no, I'm being serious. That's what I was going to say. Is that when you turn the lights down low and the talking goes kind of monotone and you go into that golf voice, <laughs> but, 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 you know, and, and then it's, it's, and, and then it's sort of this, this idea of, of how horrible and sinful and awful you are as a human being. Mm. Um, I watched a video the other day of a girl's testimony, you know, and, and, she's, I don't know, seven or eight, and she's reading her testimony, realizing what a horrible sinner she was. And I'm sitting there going, man, like at, at seven, <laughs> like, you know, what, 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 what sins did you commit that were so horrible at seven? Mm, right. Um, and, and so it, and so it's really this guilt laden, um, process hmm. and fear. And fear, yeah. And fear, and and that's where that's what my uh, the guilt and the fear, the uh, peer pressure uh, from Tom's example, and and I'm not, uh, and I appreciate, um, you know, peer pressure. I could dig into that. That may not be the right term, but I'm just using it just because it's understood throughout. I think um, because. Uh, obviously we talk with one another, we encourage one another, we we encourage others to learn and to learn more about Jesus and go out and share the love in the world. So that's a good thing and not that what, uh, I forget what you said his name was and I won't repeat it, but that not that it wasn't a bad thing, but Tom, what are your thoughts on the current doctrine out there and its origin and things like that? Well, in where I live, I mean, the most most of the folks who go to church would describe it exactly as we've been describing it, you know, with some variation. Okay. I think it's um, it's not changed much. I think some of the, as people have kind of wandered away from denominationalism into more kind of churches like Life Church. Yep. Which is actually affiliated with the denomination, although they don't. Most people don't know that. Anyway, that's it's in small print on their about page. <laughs> Another podcast. <laughs> Just for anyone else that doesn't know, Life Church is a is a large multi campus um, mega church, if you will. I guess is the best description. Go ahead, Tom. Right. Anyway, but so maybe some of the specifics that like a free will Baptist might have argued with with a Southern Baptist over some of that's kind of faded into the background, but I still think the basics are, are in place that you have to make a decision. People who are saved are people who made some kind of decision to do so as, as they got older. We, um, we're celebrating, um, the 500, 500th anniversary of the Reformation. Right. And I'm wondering to, to what extent is this a result of, the Reformation, like, is this one of the parts of the Reformation that maybe not is, that's not good, that it turned um, sort of faith into an individualistic sort of piety? Um, when was I saved rather than, you know, sort of a communal focus? We would have the baptism sort of apart from community as a part, you know, instead of like within the community. Um, Where did... Yeah, I'm just where did I'm it come? Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, E. 
where did it come from? Where did where did, did this saving idea come from? That it is a single event of something that happens that everyone must do. I mean, um, if you where where did that idea come from? Does someone know that scripture reference? Well, I think well, I I think where it developed was the Great Awakening. Um, Jonathan Edwards, who who's his famous. Um, sermon centers in the hands of an angry god in which he has this you know vision of the god who's ready to destroy the person and um and and i think and i I think it's really during the great awakening that we develop this idea of um of 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 being saved um and um so i think it was a sort of a spiritual renewal movement that really took hold it's hard to pick through the things that change from orthodoxy, if you will, or or, or let's just say first century Christianity. It'd probably easier to say that, um, and, and determine what's good and what's not, because lots of things change, and, and many for the better, um, and for the better of all humanity or all Christians or anything. And so it's it, you. It's pretty gray and confusing when you say, "Well, this one is good." But this part and this way, this changes isn't. So this saving thing of like uh, the way I look at it um, is one phrase I heard was get saved, then behave. <laughs> and that's kind of the idea that I have of it is like you do this and then it's like, OK, done. Check that off the list. I'm saved. Now all I can do is act good and don't what insert anything there. And, and so, um, Tom, what what is your thoughts on where this came from and, and uh, scriptural references for it? If you got anything. Well, the academic um, foundation is definitely laid in the Reformation. I, I would, I'm very grateful personally, you know, I, for the Reformation. I think that the Roman Catholic churches too, they made all the reforms that Luther originally called for, you know, Vatican II, things like that aren't possible without the Reformation. And I think the pendulum swings and the pendulum had swung too far into an extreme. And I think now maybe it's swung back to the other extreme too far, and we need to swing back to the middle. But hmm. I think that the academic roots are with Luther because they were talking about, he was emphasizing the grace that you saw in Romans. For example, if you could read the scripture in your own language, you would see that. And that laid the foundation for what happened later, kind of what Everett was alluding to, of um, a spiritual renewal movement that became the dominant form. Methodists were really important in it because they talked about getting that warm feeling when you were, <laughs> uh, you know, when you make that decision. Or when you're uh, when you're converted, yeah. Um, so interesting. Okay. Yeah. And what? If, okay. So let's get let's go to the other side of this um, because for a lot of people out there, there is a uh, a sinner's prayer that was said, and again, that's something leading to this event. Tom, I, I didn't hear you. Did you have some type of sinner's prayer that you prayed before you went up to the front with the elder and were baptized? I didn't. No. No. Okay. No. So, and, um, that's not biblical, Justin. Oh, you can't just throw that out there. <laughs> you got any more for that? 
No, there's there there's no sinner's prayer in the scripture. Okay, all right. So uh, it's something that was someone created, yeah. uh, probably scripturally, right? Um, something pulling from scripture that created this. You know, say this, 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 and this, right? And this is a right. this is where the the good old tract came from. Um, right. right? Uh, some of the tracks that they hand out, the little pamphlets or papers that people put on people's cars and say, do you know where you would go, you know, if you died today? Um, but I think, I think it, to go back to, to Tom's point, it's important to note that it, it is in fact not scriptural. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, I mean, that's something that we have, we have developed over time that there, you, you cannot go into scripture and, and find a moment in which, you know, Jesus says, you know, say, say, say the sinner's prayer and then you will, then you will be saved. Right. Like it's just, it's, that's, that's something we've added on to our interpretation of the scripture. It's not actually in scripture. All right. So right. let's jump into the different view right now. So someone jump into what Jesus says. What does Jesus say? <laughs> well, look, before we do that, let me, uh, you know, there, there's, if we look at it within our own tradition, the sacramental tradition, okay, um, there also was developed like within the, you know, if you a lot of times if you're baptized in the Roman Catholic Church or the, you know, Episcopal churches prior to the 1979 prayer book, it would have been a private event um, at the church on a Saturday with just your family and friends that were there, mm-hmm. and right. and I and and I don't think that that model is any is any better um because then it just sort of turns it into this nice you know private event by which you know we dedicate you know our our you know our our child our baby or right or whatever right. it doesn't really require anything on our behalf we're just we're getting it done right i think yeah and i think that is um liturgical renewal um since uh, for the last hundred years, we've been identifying that that the biggest, I think the biggest problem, and it was present in liturgical churches as well as evangelical churches, Everett's right. We've separated, we've separated, we've removed salvation from the church. We've made it an individual experience. People really can um, be completely separated from the community of Christians and they can be saved they can they can read their own bibles at home they they don't need we've we've created a situate a doctrinal situation where people um don't need the community of the church which is completely foreign to the ancient church right because they relied on each other for i mean just for life right right and to um give to one another and to help one another and to <clears throat> create and, and uh, continue the, the the world itself um, in loving others and sustaining others, right? Right. For humanity. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, you know, I, I uh, e you may be holding this close, maybe, uh, but something t- to our own tradition right now. <clears throat> excuse me, domination. Um, when a baptismal event, a baptism happens. Um, there is, it is in community and it is done on typically, um, a Sunday morning, um, for what I know. And then it is 
the baptism itself is done and the families surrounding the font. Uh, but then immediately after that, um, it, it is something to where the priest turns to the community that is there and everyone renews their baptismal vows or the, says the baptismal covenant. And they, um, during that process, they say, uh, it is asked, will you help this you know child person, whoever it is in their life in Christ? And the community responds, we will. And it is a very, uh, communal event. And, and when, um, now I'm going to get a personal story. One of the most uh, precious times for me on a Sunday is when I sit and I watch our community walk to the front to accept uh, communion. And I sit and I gaze at each individual and what they have meant in not only my life, but my children's life, as they were both baptized in the same church we attend now. And that is very, very powerful to know that each person has said that they will participate in my children's life and their upbringing and seeing that they see that God is good and that the love of Christ is for them and everyone else. And uh, man, that, that's powerful. And that's not just something, it begins at the font. It is not something that ends when they, you know, walk away from the font. It begins there. I think, um, I think C.S. Lewis, and I want to say it's mere Christianity, um, likens being saved, if you will, to starting a race. And uh, someone did a caricature of like, you know, you've got the marathon out there and, and everyone's, all the runners are on the line and the gun fires and uh, the people just step over the starting line and it's like, okay, whoo, we're there. Now we that's, begin. Uh, <laughs> that's Tony Campalo. Is it really? Um, okay, yeah, thank you. Thank you. This par- it's called the parable of the race. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> well, I was way off. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. He, he shares that in a few places. One of them is Adventures and Missing the Point. Oh, about- that's where it came from. Okay, that's it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I should have looked that up before. <laughs> he talks about all these people gathering around the starting line to watch a marathon, and, and all these people cross the starting gate, and then they just kneel down, and they're pumping their arms, and they're celebrating, and they're crying, and hugging each other, and singing, and praying, and... The spectators are like, this, what are they doing? What's going on? That's right. Okay, that's yeah. great. That's right. You gave me that book. Okay, that's funny. I put it back in Mere Christianity somewhere, which doesn't sound like him at all. Um, okay, so let's further that idea um, from what I said there. Where? What is your view on saved, and I'm using quote fingers that you can't see, um, uh, today? What are your ideas about it, Tom? Well... I think that if people ask me, am I saved, I say yes. If they say, when were you saved, I say, on the cross. (laughs) Um, And then I say, and I'm being saved more and more each day. Nice. So salvation, N.T. Wright talks about how we've reduced salvation to um, moralism. And we, we want to keep, we want to, our, the goal, our goal in being saved is so we don't go to hell. Right. And that, that's not, I mean, Paul would have said, you're saved so you can be mature in Christ, so you can uh, have peace, so you can be full of joy, so you can, so your, your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, um, and we can give a much longer uh, I think we could give a really long, good account of the history, how it changed, and why we uh, 
kind of arrived at the position that we we're in, but I don't know that we have time, but okay. Maybe if you would, um, if you have more scriptural references that you can give me, I'll put them in the show notes in case people want to dig into them a little bit more. Okay. All right. And also if one of you do, if you have reference to what that sinner's prayer scriptures came from the idea of, of those, I know that like you said, it's not in the Bible anywhere, but just to give an idea of where those came from and to contrast them, I don't know. Now I'm creating a lot of homework for you guys, but anyway, just give me what you got. Uh, Everett, what about you and your views um, now um, that you have on, on, on being saved? Um, you know, I think, um, salvation, um, I, I, so, so sort of reducing it to this idea of being washed from our sins, um, of saying the sinner's prayer. And, and so now I'm, I'm not going to go to hell. Like we have reduced the baptismal life to the smallest common denominator, and we have missed the real fullness of joy that comes with the life in Christ. Um, you know, in Paul's language, but you know, in, in baptism, we are joining Christ in His baptism, in His death, and His resurrection, and and there is real fullness of what life means when we take a a larger view of what it means to to live the saved life, um, and and it is you know it is so much more than sort of the forgiveness of sins. Um, it is um, it is learning what it actually means to be human. Yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> Amen, I mean. <laughs> um, and that's, uh, you know what, you couldn't end that better. Um, and that's, the, that's what I feel the idea is too, is something to where we're working towards a new humanity. Um, and, and that Jesus showed us who is the new Adam. Um, and something that we are joining in uh, after we begin that race to continually and slowly, um, and, and I say that as not necessarily work slow when you when you when you are you know saved if you will or when you begin this process or when you're baptized whatever you wanted to refer to it as, but just something that is like be kind to yourself um, because I feel like there is a idea of once I'm saved that's it I'm supposed to be perfect from that point on and that just turns into something that is is you, you can't do you just it's impossible and so um once someone uh turns to christ and begins to follow him it's a lifelong event it's not something that's done on the drop of a hat or on an emotion someone referenced to that ever i think you did in camps where they come out and and lower the lights and slow down the music and the guy and 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 it's something to where it's not an emotional thing because if it was all tied to our emotions hopefully you know you know your emotions and it's going to be a roller coaster that that doesn't work it has to be something that is done on your time in community where you can lean on others um, from time to time as needed, um, hopefully, that you have a community around you. But it's not something that as soon as it's done, it's perfection throughout because you're going to get a month and a half <laughs> in and you're going to fail. <laughs> you're going to fall short. Other thoughts as we wrap it up here on uh, being saved. What else do you want to share? Tom? I, I feel like we talked a lot about kind of what is the current understanding and didn't really have time to talk about what is a healthier understanding. So I'd like to publicly commit us to doing a part two on <laughs> I like, like it. what what is salvation in 
the ancient church what is what what is salvation um what what's another way to look at it okay good being saved part two on the books <laughs> all right you can edit that out this part out. <laughs> That's not gonna... we don't edit <laughs> everett final thoughts on being saved <laughs> maybe that it won't be a part think, two um, just to echo uh tom's comments i mean i i, I it, it's easy it's easier to sort of point to the deficiencies in salvation limited to the sinner's prayer and and the you know fire insurance get out of jail free card all those mm -hmm. kinds of images mm -hmm. um it's more difficult to talk about what does it actually mean um you know to to, to live that that life and again this is this is where we sort of have that tension within the pro as a result of the protestant reformation um is that so uh, right would say we sort of read all scriptures through that lens and um it, you know it, it's um what what is the what is the role of the christian in their daily life and it's not to necessarily earn salvation right, or to prove right. that you're saved, but what does it actually mean to live the fruit of the Spirit? Um, and and I think that's more difficult to to talk about. That's great. I, yep. I think it would also be worthwhile to talk about. Um, we didn't have time to talk about our – I feel like we have a long way to go in, in our churches. Um to really live into what the, the Book of Common Prayer, our current edition, calls us to, you know, and we have a lot of uh, questions that we, our community is still trying to resolve on what is, why, what do we do with confirmation versus, you know, how do we integrate that with baptism? We have a lot of uh, unanswered questions that our community struggles with as well. Yeah. But isn't it just like saving and, and the idea of it takes a lifetime? <laughs> That's so, the big idea. Right, yeah. right, it yeah. does. It's not something yeah. that we just snap the finger and I think it's done. Okay, we are committed to a part two, and I like where it's going, and I'm scribbling notes on it. So uh, we'll stop with this one. I hope you en enjoyed that and had, um, I think we've established right what what um around us the idea of being saved means so let's uh break that crack it open and unpack it uh for our views and uh what we what we feel going forward and where uh christians are at today at least in our domination and, and what we feel uh the being saved and, and what that means beyond uh, just a single event all right may the peace of the lord be always with you thanks for joining us today you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at, at FunDrainPod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.